Welcome to Adoption Now, sharing real stories of the joys and challenges of adoption. Now here's the host of Adoption Now, April Fallon. Hi, welcome to Adoption Now, telling your adoption story. I'm your host, April Fallon. Thanks for joining us today. I'm so excited. Everyone knows adoption is my passion. Uh, We have three adopted children. And Adoption Now is a show about telling adoption stories and experiences. And when we brought our first baby home, baby AJ, we had friends that came over and said, hey, maybe one day we will adopt. Well, it's been six years and they just brought their little baby home. So I'm very honored to have our friends on the show. Joseph and Laura, thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having us. What a wild ride you guys went on. Yes. (laughs) I'm so excited for you to tell us all about it. Okay, so let's start from the very beginning. Why did you choose adoption? Well, I mean, we've been talking adoption for years. I mean, I remember hearing things um, at Christian concerts when I was a child about adoption. And um, we had so many friends that had great adoption stories that uh, that's how they decided to grow their family. And um, when I was diagnosed with a medical condition, we looked at different options um, to to grow our family. It just felt like adoption was the right way for us so about a year ago we decided to really pursue that. And you guys were going to go traditionally where, you know, you get an agency and you make a book and you wait to be matched, right? So we, uh, we went, we looked at a lot of agencies. We found one we really liked and we really wanted to do international adoption about a year ago. And all of a sudden, as we were doing paperwork, lots of things started to pop up and, um, you know, like their their weight doubled, and so we decided to do our uh, domestic, and then that weight doubled, and their fee increased, and uh, every avenue we went down just seemed to be getting shut. Um, and and then in January we got a call from an extended family member who knew of a young girl or a young lady that uh, was a single mom and was pregnant and and couldn't take care of the child, and she was looking for a family to adopt and. Um, and so we, it ended up being a private adoption, talking with her, and we hit it off right away um, when she was expecting the baby in, in about two months. So it was a very quick, crazy, um, wow. we, we were expecting to wait much longer um, and went through a long process beforehand of, you know, telling family and friends that we were going to adopt and then this crazy avenue that we never thought was possible opened up for us. Now, Joseph, were you surprised? I mean, both of you, but Joseph, were you surprised at how much money adoption was? Yes. I mean, it was uh, almost taking out a fairly steep uh, payment. You know, it was in the twenty dollars to $35,000 range, which shocked me quite a bit when you figured that, you know, the process that it takes and the emotional drain that it takes on your family, it was a uh, quite a heavy expense uh, for any family to do that. Right, because they don't include all the therapy bills that you need afterwards, right? (laughs) That's correct. It is. It's a a stressful journey. It can be. And I think what most people are really surprised about is here's a family who, a loving couple, you want to adopt a baby. Here's a baby that's in kind of a crisis mode where the mother can't take care of the baby. Wouldn't it seem like it'd be a perfect match and not cost so much money? But when families find out it can be twenty to 35000 
I mean, sometimes that's just a dead end for them. You know, they just can't afford that or they can't even fathom that it would be that much. So once you guys got past that initial, you know, shock of everything, now you have this designated adoption, which is so different from what most people have experienced. We experience it with Vivi, where you know the mom beforehand. So, you know, you didn't get picked with a bunch of other families. You, you just met her and you just made a plan. Correct? Yes. So yes. did you have an agency involved? Uh, we were referred to a lawyer and she um, is the one who, since our adoptive mother or our birth mother was out of state, uh, she recommended an agency to kind of just help her and see what she needs and be there for her because we could only do so much um, being out of state. And then plus, um, obviously, our hands would be full after the baby was born for someone, um, an adoption agency to kind of hold her hand and, um, you know, and help her through and just be there and support and encourage her through the process. So you guys had to do a regular home study. Yes. All of that process is the same when it's designated. Yes. Okay. And you are in Texas. And where was this baby going to be born? In Little Rock. Okay. And so the mom lived in Arkansas? Yes. So did you communicate with her through an agency or just personally you guys had each other's phone numbers? We personally had our, um, our phone numbers. We actually were given her number um, in February um, to call her and reach out. And so um, we reached out to her and we didn't hear anything back. And we started to worry that we had the wrong number and um, or that she changed her mind. But it was just a really, um, it was just a really kind of heavy thing for her to process. And so almost a month later, we heard back from her that, you know, she was sorry for the delay, but she um, wanted to get to know us better. So she and I would text and talk um, every couple of days before before the baby was born. What was that like? Uh, nerve-wracking, but exciting. <laughs> like, uh, we just had a lot um, in common with our personalities, and um, we just kind of felt like she was a part of our extended family. Like, I just felt really, um, really excited that she, you know, she was excited to have someone that would love her daughter. And, um, you know, we wanted an open relationship that she would know um, her mom and she has, you know, other siblings that we wanted her to know um, and, and just, you know, help take care of her. We wouldn't have met her in any other circumstance. So it was really great to be a part of her life. As far as open adoption, was that something that you were willing to do before the situation? Uh, we had thought about it. I mean, that was part of the reason we wanted to do um, international adoption because we had heard some some rough stories with open adoption. But, um, you know, we just felt like um, there's a book I read about a great adoption, open adoption story, and I just felt like if that's what we were called to do, and hopefully speak into someone's life. And that's what we wanted to be a part of. What was the book? I don't remember the name of it. Um, uh, it was it was just this woman that, um, you know, the, the birth mother was young. And um, and they had slowly started to build this connection uh, to the point that, you know, they, she was, was a part of family events and stuff now. And and I just thought, how how cool. Like, I, wanna, I wanted a good adoption story. 
Joseph, did you feel the same way about bringing in a birth mother to your family? Uh, offhand, and no, to be honest with you. I, you know, went through the whole process of, it was kind of a, you know, a smorgasbord of options. And, you know, you have to kind of take which ones you're going to stick by. This is the one that I want to do. Do I want closed adoption or open adoption? And, you know, after thinking about it for a while, we, you know, I felt like it was best to have an open adoption because if there's any health concerns or other things that could go wrong with the baby after birth, it'd be nice to have a, a communication line between us and the mother to discuss those potential issues. You know, maybe her other children may have experienced those health issues. And, you know, just for the sake of the health of our baby, I felt that was probably the best option for us. How many children does she have? Uh, she had three children prior to uh, the current one that we adopted. Okay, and they're all with her? Correct. Okay, so this was going to be her first adoption. Were you nervous about how she would respond in the hospital when she actually has to hand the baby over? Uh, her, no. Uh, we were very concerned potentially about the uh, biological father uh, showing up because he wasn't uh, a part of the process from the start of it. So we were, that was probably our, our major, our major concern. Were you able to Why? be, Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I think we, we, for the majority of the part, we didn't see many concerns because he wasn't involved and um, we were just so excited and things were going so smoothly and it was just about a week beforehand that I started to get, you know, kind of anxious and was praying a lot. And, um, and, and, and it was a good prep for us because the biological father would show up at the hospital and caused a bit of a stir. And so we, we, um, we had the Bible verses <laughs> and our friends, you know, we had support around us to help us through, um, a very emotional, you know, um, roller coaster of a week. We're going to talk about more when the baby was actually born in our uh, next segment. But I just want to really hit home about open adoption. I think it's something that as you start the adoption process, it's easy for a family to say, no, we want closed. It, because you fear having that birth mother a part of your life or um, texting her before, ha her having your phone number, how much information is she going to have. I just want to say that every situation is different. But my advice to families is always stay open to open adoption because if a mother feels that she is not getting a baby taken from her, she feels a lot more um, trusting of the adoptive parents. She feels closer to you. One of the things our lawyer would always say to our birth mothers is, oh, Noah and April, they're not taking your baby. They're just helping you raise your baby. They're just, you know, those kind of words like you're not losing something, but these people are the ones who are going to be helping you. And even though really, I mean, we are raising the children and we are their parents, it helps the birth mother not feel like I'm going to lose something. I don't, I'm never going to see the baby again. They're taking the baby away from me, but she has some sort of control. Did you feel like that helped her feel like she was in control of her situation? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, and we really, I just have such a heart for um, the birth mother. We became really close, and um, and we, you know, we genuinely care about her and her other children. And, you know, she said that, you know, she appreciated that she knew us through someone else and that they had vouched for us and, you know, that she she could see that we genuinely cared for her and her kids. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't, uh, I think a lot of it was that she, you know, she, she cared for us and knew that we would care for her child. Do you still talk with her? Uh, yeah, we actually talked this week. We don't talk as much. She um, is starting to go back to school now, which is very exciting. And um, obviously we have our hands full with a newborn, but Um, We talk every couple of weeks. We have to take a short break. Stay tuned as we talk to Joseph and Laura. They're going to tell us about what it was like to be in the hospital and all the things that they went through to actually bring the baby home. You're listening to Adoption Now. I'm April Fallon. We'll be right back. Flagler is tuned to the mighty 670 KLT, Denver. Hi, this is Noah, April's husband, and I want to thank you for listening to this story on today's program. Do you have an adoption story? April and I have been through our own adoption journey, and I'd like to encourage you to contact us about sharing your story. You can do that by going to our website, adoption-now.com, and clicking on the Tell Your Story tab. Let's join together and inspire others. And now let's rejoin April and the rest of today's story. Faith and Family Radio, KLT Denver. Welcome back to Adoption Now. I'm your host, April Fallon. I'm talking to Joseph and Laura, who adopted their sweet baby girl three and a half months ago. And they have been telling us about how it was a designated adoption, so they knew the birth mother before. And they're about to travel to Arkansas to get the baby. So tell us the story. She goes into labor, calls you. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we were supposed to drive. Oh, sorry, Love. We were supposed to drive um, up on a Monday morning, and she was going to be induced on Tuesday. And I just said, you know, by chance, leave your phone on. Um, and in the middle of the night, uh, we get this call, and, you know, and Joseph, Joseph, answer your phone. And he looks at it, and he says, oh, it's some family home, you know, family center. It's the wrong number. I'm like, what other family center we call us at two in the morning? <laughs> like, right. Our baby's being born. And um, so we, uh, you know, we, we, uh, we couldn't leave in the middle of the night um, to go up there. We had to wait to drop our dog off um, at the vet in the morning. Um, she was having some issues. So it was nice that you know, that our the birth mother wasn't, in, you know, induced for the baby. And she also got some extra time with our daughter before we got up there. So it's about a seven-hour drive from where we lived, where she was born. And so, you know, we had time to talk about it and be excited and share, you know, photos. Our caseworker was amazing and sent us, you know, the photos and videos. And um, we got up there in the afternoon to, to our daughter and, and everyone was just so supportive in the hospital and loving and we had our own room um, it was just a very exciting the birth mother and the caseworker actually helped us name our daughter um, what did in, you name her? Hospital. we named her Eva which is after my husband's grandmother and 
they asked if we had a name, and I said, well, we're, we've been trying to narrow it down. And I listed them off, and they said Eva. She's definitely an Eva. And um, and we agreed, so um, we, we had Eva. What is her ethnicity? She is uh, so she's obviously biracial. So her mom is um, half black, half white. Um, and her father also, I think, is is biracial. So um, she is actually very light skin and bright uh, blue eyes and a full head of curly black hair. She's just beautiful. <laughs> if any of you want to see her, she is on our Facebook page at Adoption Now. Um, and you can like our page and the information is on there. But she is beautiful. She's the cutest little thing. When you <laughs> saw her, what was that like? Oh, it's so overwhelming. I mean, you you kind of wonder how you're in the field and you watch videos and TV, you know, movies and TV and you keep going, is that what our daughter's going to look like? Is that what our daughter's going to look like? And she was just so tiny and, um, and perfect. I mean, um, I'm cheering up as I talk about it. She was, it was just, um, we didn't have to be, she didn't have to be our biological daughter. I mean, in that moment, she, I mean, the moment we got the video, on the road. I was like, that's our daughter. And it was a really um, cool experience. Joseph, what did you think when you saw her? Did you know that was your daughter? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was very attached to her immediately. And when we took her into the other room uh, and, you know, she needed fed and changing the diapers and stuff like that, it was a very quick process for me to get attached to her. And, you know, I just knew that this was my responsibility to take care of her. So it was a very nice, pleasant experience. Are you still changing diapers, Dad? I do change diapers. <laughs> Way to go. Good job. <laughs> so did the birth mom ever change her mind or waver in that time? When we were in the hospital, um, she had a visit from the, um, the possible biological father. And he tried persuading her several times to keep the child, uh, to keep Eva. And um, even the caseworker at the hospital, you know, had taken her aside and said, you know, are you changing your mind? And she said, no, I want to go through this, you know, like they're they're good people and I'm keeping my word. Um, Even the next night we went to dinner with our caseworker and um, our birth mom and her kids. And, And for the first couple of days, I mean, things were great. Um, everyone was, you know, happy. And then, um, the birth father, the biological father was still kind of whispering in her ear. And, um, and so we started to get texts. Uh, we had to stay in, in, um, Arkansas for a week. So we would get, you know, texts, text messages that she's, she's having second thoughts or she doesn't know she made the right decision or she's really struggling with it. She never said specifically that, she didn't want us to adopt or that she wanted the baby back. So um, we had a great lawyer and caseworker that, you know, really ra- rallied not just around us, but around our birth mother that, you know, they were looking out for the best interest of, of everyone, you know, the baby, the birth mom and her kids, and then us. So I'm just reminding the birth mom why she made the decision in the first place. Tell us emotionally what that was like to, be there, see this baby, you're so close, and all of a sudden, there's all this chaos, and, you know, you're getting these text messages. What did that feel like? It was horrifying. 
I mean, I, I, and because you hear so many, uh, you hear some really, um, you know, some stories where the parents do change their minds and, and you see, and it's actually such a rare thing. And so, um, you know, I kept, it, it was, I struggled because I didn't know what to do. And then I just decided, well, if they, I'm going to love the baby as much as I can. And if they take her back, then at least I was a good mom while I had her. And if they don't take her back, then I am still a good mom, you know, that I, that I loved her that time. So, you know, we reached out to friends and family and just had, you know, people praying for us and listening to us. And we cried a lot. (laughs) So, um, because you are, I mean, it wasn't until the end of the week that, um, of the, you know, grace period. So by that time, you know, we've been taking care of her and, um, and she's, you know, she's our, our daughter. So you just can't imagine losing her all, all that, you know, all that uh, craziness. So you were caring for her right after she was born. Right. And then she was released to you or yeah, she went so home with we, her mom. Okay. Uh, she was with us. So we were in the hospital overnight. We were uh, left the next day and we stayed in a hotel for about a week. Um, you know, it was just close quarters. <laughs> And, um, you know, then we had our, um, our court appearance and, you know, the night it was actually Mother's Day. And I think that was my biggest fear going into the process when I knew she was due around Mother's Day, that what if she changes her mind? And so to have, um, a bunch of, you know, chaos and drama on Mother's Day and, and have, you know, just, just this heartache. And, and it was that night that we got a text message from her saying, and I just saw, please forgive me. And I, I handed the phone and said, Joseph, I said, I just can't read it. And he said, no, it's, it's a good thing. She's saying, you know, please forgive me for, for, you know, she's put us through that she knows that Eva should be with us and that we're the right decision. And she hoped that, you know, we could, we could mend things and get back to where we were. And so it was, um, it was quite a day. (laughs) That's so amazing because it, as a a mother and you have a mother's heart, you don't want to go through another mother's day and not have a baby or have a baby for a short amount of time. And then you don't have a baby, you know, so I can understand that fear and at the same time can understand you know, a lot of people assume if a birth mother cannot take care of her child, the best thing to do is for her to possibly um, choose adoption. But that's not easy. It's not an easy choice. Uh-huh. Mothers love their children. Sometimes people assume that they don't or that, you know, just make the choice. It's the best decision. But this is this is her baby that she just gave birth to that she carried for nine months. And it's so overwhelming for them oftentimes to to make that choice and to say, I'm going to put the baby first and me second. And it's such a big decision when a mother signs a baby over. I just applaud them and pray for them and deeply um, sympathize with that loss. Now, it sounds like in Arkansas, they were very supportive to you guys, you know, towards the birth mother um, and the lawyer did their job. Yeah, I mean, um, it was just everyone was... It wasn't, they were, you know, just on our side or the, uh, you know, birth mom's side, I mean, you know, or the baby, like they were just looking out for everyone. And it was amazing, you know, while we were in the hospital, the caseworker had told us that her sister was adopted and 
one of the nurses, her niece and nephew were adopted, and the you know baby photographer, her family had adopted. I mean, just everyone involved um, had such a heart for for the situation, and um, and were so so supportive. It was really um, really exciting to see how how many people were touched by it um, in, in our story. How long were you in Arkansas before you got to go home? Uh, just over a week. So we got there on a Monday, and then we left on on the following Tuesday. Wow, that is really fast. Yes, because you have to clear ICPC or no? Um, no Arkansas is do ICPC. Oh, you don't have to in Arkansas. No, it's no, very so, pro adoption. Uh, that was correct. What is your lawyer's name? Would you use them again? Would you, you know, like to to share his information? Yeah. Our her, lawyer was. Is it a girl? Uh, yeah, Monica okay. Mason. Uh, her and her husband do adoptions, and we would we would uh, totally go through with her again, or use anyone else. I mean, even now, I once in a while we'll have just a couple of questions, and she's very quick to respond. And um, she is a she's a tough Southern woman. She's amazing. <laughs> so. I'll put her information on our Facebook page as well if other people are interested. Uh, one last question before we leave. I just want to know what it's like to be instant parents. I mean, here you are, you show up to the hospital and you just take this baby home. Yes. It was very uh, crazy, but I think very exciting, you know, that we, um, you know, it's, it's funny, like we didn't, even though we waited years to adopt, I mean, the adoption process was really only two to three months for us. And so um, we didn't have that nine months that people have <laughs> beforehand, but um, and it didn't change our love for the baby at all. I mean, it was still instant. It was still this really cool thing. Oh, but I mean, the sleepless nights were really rough. <laughs> right. Um, Did you have baby stuff? Did you have a shower? Did you have a shower after? We're having a shower uh, next month. Uh, some friends and family are throwing it for us. But um, we decided not to have one beforehand. Um, it was just me being cautious but we had been buying stuff beforehand and preparing whether this was our baby or another one was the one for us and I had actually mentioned our um, our adoption caseworker her name is Michelle and she's um, with Angel's Choice Adoption in Arkansas um, in Little Rock but you know she she has birth mothers come in that she doesn't have adoptive families for and uh, she was just amazing. She really has a heart for, uh, you know, caring for birth mothers and adoptive families. And we recommend her highly as well. Okay. I, I will also put her information on the web um, and on the Facebook page, on the Facebook, on Facebook page. Um, <laughs> but I'm so glad to have both of you on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time and telling your story of baby Eva. She's just so precious. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Joseph. Yeah, thank you, April. Way to go to change those diapers. Yeah. <laughs> and getting up in the middle of the night. I know you're in it. Oh, he gets up more than I do. He's amazing. <laughs> that is so awesome. Don't forget to like Adoption Now on Facebook. And remember, all of our podcasts are available on iTunes. Do you have an adoption story? We would love to hear it. Contact us on our website at adoption-now.com to submit your story. Thanks for tuning in to Adoption Now. I'm your host, April Fallon. See you next week.
Thanks for joining us for today's Adoption Now. If you would like to tell your story or for more information about Adoption Now, visit the website at adoption-now.com or find it on Facebook. And join us next week at the same time as we share another adoption story on 670 AM KLTT.